following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, uh, as we talk about uh, the topic of depression with people, it's helpful if we knew some, uh, if we, you know, just talking to a friend or a family member, if we knew some of the kind of telltale signs of depression, mm-hmm. what would they be? Well, uh, they can be different for men versus women. Um, oh, women tend to experience depression uh, more often than men do to biological, hormonal life cycles. Um, uh, women typically experience sadness, feeling worthless, guilt uh, when, when depressed. And um, may have there can be physical symptoms of headaches and um, pains, cramps, um, and some has to do with their biological clock. Um, women do not all experience the same symptoms as uh, across the board, but. Um, some have many symptoms, some have few. Men um, often hide their emotions and may seem angry or irritable, uh, aggressive, uh, n- n- not as much sad. Um, anxiousness, restlessness, being on edge. And uh, men can lose interest in their work or their activities. Uh, that they once enjoyed, like sports or exercise or hobbies, uh, men are more likely to see the doctor about physical symptoms, the racing heart, tightening of the chest, headaches, etc., rather than the emotional symptoms like women do. Men are more... uh, They more often turn to drugs or alcohol to cope with... Uh, the emotional symptoms, and they are less likely to even talk about or recognize or seek treatment for depression. And, you know, so everybody does not respond exactly in the same way, uh, and that would even be different in age groups. We, we, We break this out in our keys that we have on depression, uh, but I think the issue is uh, whenever a person is struggling and they know that they are excessively down, uh, it, you always want to go to a medical doctor for evaluation because it could relate to a particular illness. Uh, it could relate to something that, that can be treatable. that and, and the key is tell the medical professional, tell the doctor and say, I am experiencing um, unwanted depression and I wonder if there could be a contributor. Be very specific about it's, it's saying, I, I know I don't want this. Uh, 
is there some cause that I'm unaware of? That way, you're helping him help you. And this can be uh, immensely revealing because sometimes then there are specifics. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to mention one. My niece arrived in Dallas. Uh, she'd been living in Seattle. And Seattle is known for being very, very overcast, mm -hmm. meaning not a lot of sun. And I never will forget, she came in, she said, oh, I've got to set up my light bar. And I thought, you're what? <laughs> this is years ago, but I did not know what a light bar was. Well, the bottom line is she was diagnosed with, it's called SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder. A disorder means it impairs normal functioning. There are many kinds of disorders. But um, so her doctor ordered a light bar because of what literally, if, if there were sunshine, she wouldn't need it. Uh, in, in Dallas, where I'm from, we have plenty of sunshine. Um, now, and you're, you're in Dallas, Jeff, in yes. case you didn't know it. <laughs> the sun's been very hot lately. <laughs> yes, very. <laughs> but, but the thing is, in, in certain cities, there can be a contributor to depression. And so that would be why you want to be very specific uh, if there's a lot of melatonin um, that is um, causing lethargy. Uh, there, there can be a number of specific things. In fact, we have, have a list of all kinds of things to do physically. We, we deal with it body, meaning physically, body and soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, and then the, um, and spiritually, what can you do? So we have those five different categories, categories um, body, the mind, the will, the emotions, and then spiritually, what can you do? So if you're suffering, um, don't suffer alone. We could help you. Others can help you. Most of all, the Lord can help you. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. We have an exciting opportunity to share with you to help bring light into one of the darkest areas of the country, into the lives of those in prison. 
Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. Rikers Island is home to 10,000 inmates and is known as one of the harshest prisons in the country. The prison chaplain told us that he was holding back tears because the inmates were so hungry and grateful to receive books filled with hope and truth. It was a direct answer to years of prayer, and the transformation was so great that they got a baptistry so that the inmates could be baptized. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions about the topic of depression or any number of topics, there are over 100 of our Keys for Living to help you address a situation going on in your life. Just call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE. That's uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you access the resources you need. We talked about the topic of depression a moment ago and that uh, the keys for living there called walking from darkness into the dawn. And uh, the customer support will be able to help you with that if you'd like to access that resource or any other that would be helpful for you. The number again, 800-488-HOPE. 800-488-4673. You can also go over to the website with a full list of our resources there and uh, check those out at uh, hopefortheheart.org slash store and hope you'll spend some time seeing what uh, resources are available, what might be most uh, beneficial. Well, let's get to our caller for tonight, and we have uh, listening on the BOT Radio Network tonight. We welcome Sylvia. Hello, Sylvia. Welcome to Hope. Thank you. I'm glad you've joined us. How can we help you? Well, I was listening to one of your programs, and I heard you mention borderline personality disorder. Now, I was trying to hear you really define what that means. I was diagnosed with that, but I'm not sure. I felt very... I had unease in hearing that. I didn't quite understand what it meant, what it was describing what the tendency was, and there's a part of me that in trying to understand it, it felt like it was a very minor but maybe sort of like narcissism, uh, psychopathy, and or sociopathy in that you don't really, it's like, so. I don't know how to describe how innate it might be, and I would just like to understand what it means and how that describes how I interface with the world. Yes, of course. Uh, when did you receive this diagnosis? Well, how long ago? Um, maybe about seven or eight years ago. I had okay. never heard. I had never heard of it, and before that, back. Um, Long before that, I had been diagnosed with bipolar, which part of me was like, maybe that's why I'm dealing with, you know, depression and then, you know, wondering if the manic described me or not. And 
I thought, well, now I have a way to get a handle on recognizing one aspect of what I deal with, and I thought medication would help, and I don't really know if I have bipolar. I think some people, I have some relatives who have bipolar, and if they're not on medication, their condition mm-hmm. is serious. Mine, yes. I don't have... Um, Mental episodes where I don't know where I am or I'm imagining being persecuted or whatever. I just think that I have a very fluctuating dealing with the depression. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes I might be manic, but I think I'm less so now as I'm getting older. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, you know, I, I respect so much that you would even bring this up. Because uh, many people, they may have heard the word, but they, they, many people do not know what it means. And they're, but in essence, this is the uh, important part. There are manic episodes and depressive episodes. Right. Manic. Now, the way I like to, to describe this, Sylvia, is... Um, let me ask, did you ever enjoy um, watching the Olympics for sports? Well, I would. I haven't made a, um, I haven't practiced being attentive to it, but I loved mm-hmm. watching gymnastics and diving and swimming and um, yeah. ice skating. So there are things that I like. And I have been a swimmer at one time ah, and had a wow state record, so I understand the dynamics of competition. Yeah, so, you know, in sports, um, it's the repetition of doing something over and over again. Well, think about now, I can't imagine being a pole vaulter, but I understand what it is. Uh, You've got, here's, let's say it's a guy who's running and he's going to aim his, his aim, his uh, joy is going to be to plant the pole down and then the pole is flexible and it, the other end uh, will help him uh, literally vault. He wants to vault over right. the bar. And uh, the higher the bar, uh, the more potential to win uh, a a medal, uh, whether it's gold or silver or bronze. But the point is, think of when that pole vaulter literally plants that pole down. Now, there is something called unipolar, meaning, and it's only people who are depressed. I mean, it's just depression, depression, depression. That's unipolar. Bipolar is depression and mania think about that pole vaulter now he's his joy is vaulting over on the other end but he's using the other side of the of the pole that's my illustration not just from years ago that's kind of how i've described bipolar well um, and by the way, people who were pole vaulters are—they're not bipolar. <laughs> I no, just no, assume. Uh, so, so there these episodes that I've mentioned would be that a depressive episode would be at least two weeks, could be longer, oh. and then the man and see they cycle from one 
to the other. Th then they, they'll cycle up um, in a manic way for at least one week. Again, it can be longer. So these are, are time frames. But when, the person, yeah. when a person is going through the manic episode, there's this elevated mood. Now, it's not just feeling good. It's extremely high. Um, but it could be irritable uh, because especially if someone is uh, keeping them from doing the things that they think they can do because they have this extraordinary burst of energy. Uh, they sleep less. Um, it'd be like being able to sleep only three hours, but they don't get tired. There's increased creativity and productivity. They're more social than usual and excessively rapid talking. Uh, this is a, that manic phase uh, th so that their thoughts can become disjointed. Uh, they're easily distracted, poor concentration. Um, they can engage in uh, impulsive, high-risk behaviors, and there are all kinds of things, not only uh, excessive drinking, uh, reckless driving, and... Uh, and they have this inflated sense of their own potential or their their own skill, but it's not uh, balanced with full reasoning. Uh, then they'll cycle uh, down, and this would be, instead of extreme um, highs, they'll have extreme feelings of sadness or emptiness, um, feeling slowed down or restless, um, trouble falling asleep, or, or, or could be sleeping too much, um, decreased creativity as opposed to increased creativity, uh, um, slowed speech, feeling there's nothing to say or, or forgetting what they... Just not being able to process well, trouble concentrating or making decisions. Uh, there's there can be a profound loss of interest in the things that they had previously enjoyed, which is classic uh, with those who are are struggling with depression. They can feel hopeless, worthless, um, even thoughts or attempts of suicide. And the reason this is so important to understand is I'm going to give you a statistic. Um, this is based on, some people know what the DSM is uh, for diagnostic and statistical uh, symptoms and um, for for those who are uh, dealing with uh, mental conditions, but one-fourth, uh, let me say it this way, for those who commit suicide, one-fourth are bipolar. And that's why it's so important for anyone who is experiencing these swings 
um, if, if they have bipolar, they need genuine help. And the reason, by the way, I have a niece, my uh, sister, um, uh, birthday, a um, very intelligent daughter. Now, she was not able to do traditional school, smart as a whip. Uh, her favorite author is uh, Dostoevsky. She's an avid reader, but she could not do traditional school. Um, I didn't really know a lot. I ended up being, uh, I, was, I was aware. In fact, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, she was told, you need to be prepared. Your daughter may not make it to her 21st birthday. Now, she is about 40. And the reason being? The reason being? Well, because of, it, yeah, yes, it yes, the, okay, uh -huh, okay. because, and and so that's why to be able to go to a medical professional. Now the the issue, see, depression can be. I'm going to use this term, without or within. Without means situational depression. Let's say the dearest person in your heart. Uh, died. Well, it's normal for their our hearts to be pressed down. All of us will have our hearts pressed down at different times based on the situation. So a, a person can have depression because I call it situational depression, but someone else can have depression because it's chemical. In other words, there's a chemical abnormality, a change in the brain, and that's why there can be appropriate medication that could be of help, but sometimes it takes a while to, for the doctor to figure out what's going to work for this individual person. And um, see, I'm impressed with you that you would even call about this because many, many will not do that. They don't, you know, they either think there's a stigma. What I say is, you know, whenever we need help, all of us have needed help. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1, 11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you? 
that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God, that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. And we're here because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry. We thank you for that. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Their number again, 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If you'd like to speak with June about something going on in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, give us a call, and uh, we have very... um, we're, uh, upcoming uh, openings that we have on the program here even uh, can get you in pretty quickly. So we would like to welcome your call at 800-917, 800-NIGHT17. And when you call, you'll leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you to talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800 917 800-644-4817. Let's return to tonight's conversation with Sylvia. Well, Sylvia, I thought I would mention one last thing that you might find interesting. I was sitting uh, there one, I mean, years ago, and I'm thinking, you know, the Bible really is a reflection of real life. Um, Would you agree with that? Well, one of the things that you mentioned that sort of perked my ears was I did not, I understood the up and down dynamic and that it varied and everything, but the tendency towards suicide I was not aware of. And that is something that was informative and sort of perked my ears because that is an aspect that concerned me and I thought it was due to other situations mm-hmm. that enhanced that tendency in me. Well, I want to emphasize no one wants these symptoms. This is not a desire. Right. And um, I, 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 uh, I, I remember thinking, but where is that in the Bible? You know, because the word borderline is not in the Bible. And I thought, who would possibly represent that? And I'm just going to say uh, the name, and then anyone who wants to can read about King Saul. If oh, wow. anybody, if anybody was borderline, if you read the manic phases and the depressive are you saying, phases, are you saying borderline or bipolar? I'm sorry, I meant to say bipolar. Excuse okay. me. Okay. Paula, thank, thank you for catching me. Um, okay. Uh, but but you know, 
uh, and, and when I started looking, I read very, very, very carefully uh, in the Bible, and it was so fascinating because you see, uh, not calling it uh, bipolar, but um, very evident uh, the, in terms of the manic phases and the depressive phases. Anyway, that's just if you, if anyone wants to look that up for themselves. Um, in, um, and, and it's in the Old Testament. Um, yeah, there have been some really good recent guys on Bot that have been talking about King Saul, which has sort of clarified that really well. Really? So, yeah, oh. that is, yeah, it's been some great. They can look that up on some of the lectures you can pull back up. And I forget who was yeah. doing it, whether it was... But there's been some really good details about King David that brought in the whole episode of Saul's you know, reign yes. as king, and it was mm-hmm. very interesting. So, no, I mm-hmm. hear what you're saying about that. Interesting well, to correlate you'll, you'll, that. You'll yeah. see it, you know, if you just put manic at the top of one side of a page and depressive, you'll 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 see it. And we, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to just send to you as a gift from our ministry um, what, uh, what I've written on... Um, depression, walking from darkness into the dawn, because there are all kinds of things that we can do, people who are I strugglers, think, and, uh, I the, one, and, yes. I think one of the things that is, and it's always surprising to, to, to be getting older. You don't think of yourself as getting older until you go, oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm actually getting up there in years. Yeah. But I think I am, as I try to, enhance my understanding of my faith, of what it is uh-huh. to be in relationship with Christ. I am very disappointed in how I am not succeeding in making positive progress in a lot of issues that I deal with. And I don't want to sound like a hypochondriac, but when I start listening with some of the things I was concerned about, to just mention to you, it just sounds like I don't have any sense of the blessing that I do have, awareness of the beauty of the world, a thankfulness for my faith, Mm. in face of these things that I'm dealing with in my life, and I'm disappointed that my faith is not helping me succeed in, in triumphing over these things. You know, I could list this stuff, it sounds stupid, and... Like I I'm don't think it would be stupid. And I'm self-involved, and I don't want to be that. I want to be someone. I thought at different phases of my life, what I've gone through would make me useful to help others. You know, you know. Yes. Well, in any time we've gone through, whatever it is that has been what I call the underside of life. Um, Going through genuine uh, rejection, pain, um, cruel people in our, especially in childhood. Um, I had that. Do, right. Are you able to identify with what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Well, you know this does sensitize our hearts right. more because some people they can't even begin to identify, and. They they don't have uh, empathy and compassion. 
because they've not been there. So already, based on what you've just alluded to, with certain challenges in life, you will have, or I'll just ask you, do you think that you have more empathy and understanding? Oh, I feel like that's, I mean, I may be exaggerating, but as when I was younger, <laughs> watched Star Trek, and there uh-huh. was something called an empath. More than just empathy, I almost felt like I really not only was empathetic, but empathic. Mm. I felt others' pain so much, you know, yes. that it almost felt like I at one time thought I'd want to be a counselor, but I don't know if I could be objective, you know, and maintain my health. And um, I would have been better off if I had thought of it sooner to be like an emergency driver or something, because I can be courageous in certain situations, go into action and have courage, you know, but... That's then great. Again, so... But it's never never too, yeah, but that, listen, just to what you said, I, I'm really impressed because you recognize that at times you're able to feel what another person has felt or where they have been. Um, And others, uh, I say it this way, sympathy is like patting somebody on the head saying, I'm sorry you're hurt. Well, that, that that has value, at least to verbalize. But empathy says, I've been there and I hurt with you. I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. You, and you can. And then more so, compassion says, yeah. I'll, I'll hurt with you and I'll be here for you. Right. At, compassion is active. It's active compassion. It's yeah. uh, and so you will always have a valuable place in the I'm eyes of God acting. here on earth. I'm not. I'm not acting it out. I'm just holed up here. I won't go outside. Um, I'm well, and I I need to like slap myself into action, and I can't seem to do that. Well, there are times when there is someone who can help us um, and work out, like I'm going to use the term, a game plan. Um, As a swimmer, you know you had certain lengths that you needed to swim, and you had to stay in your lane (laughs) uh, in order to to not uh, be disqualified. But, But the thing is, um, you know it's the repetition again and again and again, which would build up the muscle, which would literally enable you to be uh, to swim farther or and with more form. Um, but that's so you know uh, that's why people have coaches, and that's why there are people who are life coaches to right. help somebody get on track uh, you know you, you, you got to get into the pool <laughs> and then you've got to be able to uh, commit to the discipline of doing it over and over but there's a great reward you know the Bible has a lot to say using sports 
illustrations. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so is that something that would be of interest to you to go to a kind of coach that if you're saying I'm, I've been kind of uh, stuck at home. Oh and yeah, I need to do that. I've tried different. I had one successful counselor when I lived in a different city. Since I've uh -huh. lived here, I've actually had, I feel like sort of damage done by the counselor. I keep trying. You know, I've tried medications and I've tried counselors and maybe there's something wrong with me. And I know you need to just find the right one, the right medication, the right counselor. So I have tried many times. Um, mm -hmm. I don't mean to, like, can you explain borderline personality sure. disorder? Yes. Um, by the way, just to let you know why I especially know it, I remember um, I have two nieces who arrived from... Um, New York, and they came to my house right after Christmas one year, and they immediately said, Good, Aunt June, Aunt June, what is borderline? <laughs> and I said, Why do you ask? And their mother, um, they said, Mom said she's borderline. What is it? And so um, I gave the specific information, and they said, Yes, that's mom. And so um, I'm saying that because many people do not know. Uh, I think people more know more bipolar than, than borderline. But, okay, it's a, um, I'm going to tell you what the cause is. Oh, Aba okay. abandon Abandonment. Either real or wow. imagined. And this is huge to know that because wow. of what we could look at as beginning with solutions. But there's this frantic effort to avoid uh, real or imagined abandonment. There's a pattern uh, of unstable uh, relationships. And... Um, there, I'll tell you how, how I sometimes call it. It's come here, go away. Oh my gosh! It's and 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 it and um, well, I'll, I'll continue on because I, I want to give you a number of specifics. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. 
your story might bless someone else's life. We have an exciting opportunity to share with you to help bring light into one of the darkest areas of the country, into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. Rikers Island is home to 10,000 inmates and is known as one of the harshest prisons in the country. The prison chaplain told us that he was holding back tears because the inmates were so hungry and grateful to receive books filled with hope and truth. It was a direct answer to years of prayer, and the transformation was so great that they got a baptistry so that the inmates could be baptized. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have questions or concerns about any of the topics on the program tonight, just call customer support there at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you access the appropriate resources. Our keys for living on the topic of depression that June mentioned a moment ago called Walking from Darkness into the Dawn. And that's available uh, by calling customer support. If you'd like to get that uh, that resource or any other in your hands, they can help you with it. Uh, the number again, 800-488-HOPE. Or you can email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Returning now to our conversation with Sylvia. <laughs> well, Sylvia, it's a, it's a joy to talk with you because oh, what wow. I like... Uh, uh, about you, it's like you really do want help. You're you're not just going to assume that there's nothing. It looks like you've tried certain things, um, yeah. But um, you're you're wanting success in this uh, in this way because you have a lot of you know anyone who has experienced a lot of pain, they can be used mightily in uh, in the hands of God. Because so many people um, don't don't understand, and if you've had pain, I call it pain with a purpose to use to uh, reach out to others and um, make a difference. So I don't I don't know. There's something I like you about you about uh, just your whole your whole. Uh, um, uh, I don't know. There's a temperament you have that is very drawing. So let me continue on. To answer your question, right. um, you there said can something be, very yes. interesting that opened the door to a beginning of understanding. Because I was wondering if borderline personality disorder was something like, am I am I wrong to think that being a psychopath or a sociopath or a narcissist, it's almost not environmentally or life. In other words. You're making it sound like, or I'm interpreting that you're saying that there is an environmental sort of within the family experience or whatever that can bring this on, borderline It, it matters, Whereas, yes. It matters how you have been treated. Um, wow. It, it's um, uh, like, well, like with you, did you have 
mistreatment? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. and, and it, but it was confusing because my house, my parents, it looked good. I thought it was good. It was culturally good. I think that generation, we're talking about parents in the 19, you know, 50s to 60s, those parents grew up in an age that had a different perspective than younger parents nowadays. And all I mean by that is they didn't know to be, they probably had no idea, and I don't want to disrespect my parents, but they had no idea that they were not being nurturing. You know, they didn't. Mm. It, I can honestly say that I don't remember ever being hugged. Oh, my um, goodness. Mm. I don't remember, like, successful, nice, attractive, accomplished, socially acclaimed, sort of, you know, within their environment, people that I was proud of. I was proud of them, mm-hmm. but I was very. Self-conscious, from how I smiled to how I walked to sort of backhanded humor that was not encouraging. No training, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Nothing like that. They just, they didn't know to train, you know. They just wanted us to look like the ducks in a row that that generation typically was like, if that makes any sense. So Yes, Yes, of course. I didn't know what depression was as a kid and as a teenager. And I remember Mm. walking out with my dog and appreciating the beauty of the night and looking up at the homes, the windows lit, and wondering what those families were like. And Mm. watching my dog walk along, wagging its tail and thinking how cute it was. But life was so painful, I wished I didn't exist. Wow. Wow. And it wasn't that I really understood suicide or understood depression. I knew I just looked up, appreciated the beauty of the night, you know, Hmm. and the beauty of the world. And yet life was just so painful. I didn't want to do anything selfish or dramatic, but I just sort of wished I could, like, not have existed, you know. And that has sort of persecuted me. Hmm. And finally I went to one Christian counselor where they meet and together pray and all of us said I don't think I sort of was regressed and um, it came to me that my parents didn't want me in the Mm. womb and that may be an imagination I don't know but it's like since I wasn't wanted I shouldn't exist that's sort of how I felt and Mm. then something like that inner voice said you were purposed before the creation of the earth (laughs) <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And so I said to myself, so I have to keep remembering that voice, that impression. And it's like, it doesn't matter what my parents were wanted or didn't want. And not that I didn't feel like they loved me on some level, but I, as far as really, you know, that's why Father God is a hard term to understand or appreciate at times, even though I was proud of them, you know, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. I was proud of my parents. But... If I didn't feel like I should exist, it's been real hard to think I should exist. And then I remember, no, God created me. You know, he knitted me in the womb. And so I have to keep remembering that. I I appreciate that you said that, because Jeremiah 
1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before yeah. you were born, I set you apart. So what we know is God intentionally created you, Sylvia. And more than that, Jeremiah 29.11 says, I know the plans. This is God speaking. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I have to to internalize that because even though I hear that, I think that's for everybody else. God so loved the world. And I never make it to God so loved me. You know, Mm -hmm. I have to believe and increase my faith to where I accept that concept. But it's a hard one to accept personally, even though I accept it generically, if that makes any sense. Well, I, I, on a personal level, I understand because uh, I was, um, mm-hmm. I, uh, my, my uh, dad was um, had three families going on at the same time, and um, he was not kind. It was it was very hard. Right. So many things you've said I identify with, right. but I I just know that it gave me a bigger heart for those who were not uh, hugged. I, I, I mean, I, I remember my, <clears throat> my, uh, I, my, my dad, you know, I never sat on his lap as a child. Right. Or, right. Um, and uh, ne- never, I love you, or anything like that. And so, you know, when we don't have that, we notice when others, when there are other fathers who are, I mean, exactly. it's, it's, the, yeah. it's a stark uh, difference. But, you know, I many times will say to uh, a father, I, I was in church uh, a few months ago, and I, I saw this man, and I, and I, I finally, uh, at the end of the, of the church service, didn't know him at all. I said, I just want you to know, I love how you have inter- interacted with your young daughter, hugging her. And t- I said, it is, uh, I said, I did not have that. But it means the world to me to even watch you because she is blessed. And so sometimes we can give compliments that normal people wouldn't give compliments right. to, to, to help them value that what they're doing and compliment them. So, um, you know, about this borderline, um, it, it, it is a, a pattern of, uh, Unstable, um, intense, interpersonal relationships. I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> well, but but understand, this is where it can be at the time. That doesn't mean you have to stay there. And um, I'm. But since you you asked, there can uh-huh. be alternating uh, extremes. What what I what I saw was, and have seen. Um, it's like um, trying to, there's such a need that some have. They, there's a neediness, and so they want so badly to get help or to, to be uh, valued. And then uh, it's, it's to be valued. But then when it doesn't happen exactly that way, um, they can feel 
tremendous lows and a just deep, deep hurt. Now, it matters if a person, I'm going to say this very specifically, it matters that you are a person, uh, let me let me ask, has there been a time in your life where you know you humbled your heart and received Jesus as your personal yes. Lord and Savior? Yes. Okay. I figured that. And, if, and if, if I may add, yes, I also had a time in my life where I had an amazing husband. Oh. And oh. it was a great relationship. So what I'm hearing and what I thought I understood initially was that it means borderline personality disorder may mean that I'm not able to have a healthy, giving, et cetera, relationship. And that's where I'm not sure it fits. I'm willing to be a good friend. I'm willing to see different paradigms and understand that. I have a strong opinion, but I can compromise my opinion if someone's logic makes sense to me. So I don't feel like I am unable to have a healthy relationship. Right. And yet, well, that's what see, borderline that... personality disorder sounds like it may entail. Well, the the difference also is you have humbled your heart and received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He can be this and would want to be the stabilizing force because instead of just dealing with what happened in the past, because it is abandonment that the biggest challenge it the lord says i'll never leave you nor forsake you and so what we need to do um my favorite scripture is this and i'm going to give it to you um it's deuteronomy 31 8 and it's the lord himself goes before you and will be with you he will never leave you nor forsake you do not be afraid do not be discouraged And I wish every person who's a struggler with borderline would personalize that. The Lord himself goes before me and will be with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. I will not be afraid. I will not be discouraged. So really, when you have a personal relationship with the Lord, that is the the biggest... uh, barrier breaker and it's more of a bridge to healthy relationships and obviously um, you're, that's your desire I, I hear that and so there will be people that God will put into your life who could be hugely helpful we're sending our keys for living called Depression, Walking from Darkness into the Dawn. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. If you'd like to speak with June on a future broadcast, just call 800 night 17 We'll get you in very soon, and uh, we look forward to your call again, 800 night 17 Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.